Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. My name is Justin, and today I am joined by a few of my good buddies here. I'm so excited to see your smiling faces. I'm going to start with my friend, Mr. Mike. How are you, dude? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, I, I'm liking these afternoon recordings sometimes. I, I feel like uh, uh, when you work nights, your days and your nights just kind of blend into each other. And so I, I don't know if I'm coming or going, but I'm glad to see you guys today. So I'm glad I was able to get on because uh, we're doing this weird recording time. One, because of our schedule. And two, because we have a trip upcoming this week. So I'm so excited to be seeing you guys actually in person. So my anticipation and my you know a couple of days that I have that I got to work before the trip comes just kind of fly by because you know you have the uh, the finish lines in sight when you get to go on vacation and spend time with your good buddies. Well, speaking of that, uh, the Universal Unleashed Knights of Fear event. If you've not gone over and joined our sister show, uh, Universal Unleashed, of course, talking about everything inside the Universal Parks, go over right now, find that, and subscribe to that podcast. It is on its own feed. Also, go join that Facebook group and find us on Twitter as well. Uh, I'm joined by. The co-host over there, too, today. He's coming over. We just recorded Universal Unleashed, and now he's joining us for DDP today. It is so good to see you. Back-to-back shows, buddy. Mr. Dan Rossi, how are you, man? What's going on? Uh, I'm good. I'm Like I said uh, in our show before, I'm, uh, I'm kind of running around like a chicken with my head cut off here because we're, we're so close to leaving for uh, Orlando next week, and I work at the firehouse the next four days in some capacity, so it's like I, I, I'm trying to get everything together. Uh, you know, my, my youngest Emmett has a, a cross country meet after school today, which is kind of a funny story. I don't know why the heck he even joined cross country. Cause the poor kid doesn't even run. Uh, but <laughs> I found out, I found out there was some girl on the cross country team uh... that he had a crush on. So, so he joined that. So I'm trying to get everything done today so I can run over and check that out. And then, like I said, I have to pack too, cause I'm going to be gone the next four days. Yeah, man. And it's, then com- it's time to go. It's coming up. Uh, we will all be yeah. down there for the universal unleashed Knights of fear event. Uh, coming up next week. Super excited. Mike, can I ask you a question? Sure. How much is our friendship worth? How much money? <laughs> bazillion dollars. A bazillion. Okay. You know bazillion. what I found out my friendship's worth to Dan? What's that? $1,300. Really? <laughs> That's it. For 1300 he would throw it all away. I had this transpire, this conversation. Cause because he's... So we went to record Universal Unleashed and Dan said... He's being, uh, Dan, he's being dramatic. Dan, no, 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 no. Dan said, <laughs> I almost canceled on you last second because overtime, uh, an opportunity for overtime became available and uh, it would have been like $1,300 and I was like, am I not worth $1,300 to you? Huh? What yeah, would maybe you we, said, Maybe like, I could have... <laughs> I, I gave up my entire career in New York to come down here and live next to you. So That's right, exactly. I, 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 but, you know, I, out of all the places I could have picked in the country to go to, I picked South Carolina. Just want to let people know that. You know, when, when the time comes, you know, when we're weighing in our options, all these amazing places in this country we could live, I said, you know what? I got to be close to Justin. So here we are. You know, the funny part too, man, is <laughs> I, I think 1300 is is not even it. I think probably it's, it's a, it's you know, a... a 
a churro or maybe a Mickey bar or something like that. Like that's like he would just be like, all right, get out of here. I'll get a free Mickey bar for, for this friendship. So um, I found that out. But, you know, you, you learn people about them the more time you spend with them. So it's it's important that we do that. Um, guys, that's terrible. It's true, though. Uh, guys, I, I want to say to you all and I, I do want to say to uh, our DDP family listening, uh, Joe will be joining us. He's going to hop in mid show and we will bring him along. But we wanted to get started and get talking about it because I want to say happy, happy, happy. Happy Disney Plus Day to you guys, and happy Disney Plus Day to our Disney family. Uh, today, we are talking Disney Plus. We are going on the entertainment side of things and talking a lot about Disney Plus, the app itself, everything that's brought to the Disney community, what's new today, what's coming to the app, what you should be checking out, and a little bit of the history of Disney Plus as well. Guys, I'm going to dive into the history before we really jump into the new entertainment. A lot of people don't realize that Disney Plus started well before its launch uh, in November 12th of 2019. It started way back in 2015 when actually we have Major League Baseball to think for getting Disney Plus. There was a company called BamTech and it was established and Disney at the time, uh, what it did was it, it created Major League Baseball streaming service to where it was one of the first really sports streaming services that you could you could really watch any game you wanted at any time. And Disney had an opportunity to get a minor share of the company for a billion dollars. And Disney said, ha ha, billion dollars, that's pocket change. We'll take that. So they did buy a small share. And then in 2017, they went on to get a controlling stake uh, for a little under $2 billion, took 75% of the company. And that helped them to then turn around and use the technology that BamTech had to launch the great, which I use all the time, ESPN Plus in early of 2018. So Disney finally dipped their toes into that streaming market in 2018 with the creation of ESPN Plus. They knew now how to do it. Now here's the thing Disney had that everyone else didn't have. Whenever you talk of a Hulu, a Netflix, all those, they have to go out and acquire the you know Netflix and Hulu. They have to acquire properties. They have to acquire content. Disney has this catalog sitting in the vault of things that they're going to be able to use as often as they want. It costs no cost to them. So they come up with this idea. They said, we know now we have the company. We have the technology. Why don't we come up with something to where we can show all of our Disney content at a monthly cost to all of the Disney fans around the world? And uh, after seeing how successful ESPN Plus was, they decided it is time for us to go ahead and, uh, and do this. So in January 2018, they brought in the uh, former Apple and Samsung executive, uh, Kevin Swint, and he was appointed the senior vice president uh, of BamTech and also helped them develop everything that was going on. And it wasn't until November, of 8th, uh, November 8th of 2018 that the great Bob Iger announced that the service will be named Disney+. Plus. It'll be coming very soon, and that for $12.99 per month, you'll be able to get uh, Disney+, Plus, uh, ESPN, and Hulu. That was the promotion they ran out. Guys, fast forward. To the birth date of Disney Plus, November the 12th, 2019. I know I was super excited for this. I know we chatted about it on episodes back then. You know, what would it include? What would it be like? I think it has changed the game for Disney fans um, now that we have this option to go and to watch Disney content from not only, you know, our childhood, but even before our childhood with those classic movies, classic animated movies classic documentaries, um, but also new that's constantly coming out. They're constantly pushing the boundaries. They're always moving forward. Uh, Mike, Disney Plus, before we get into everything that's coming with Disney Plus Day today, um, Mike, you were a day of subscriber, I would guess. 
mm-hmm. how has it impacted your family? Do you tend to use Disney Plus as often as you thought you would? I do. Uh, I mean, me specifically. I, I mean, I think everybody kind of has their own niche on what they like on the Disney Plus. Uh, mine, obviously, is the Star Wars and uh, the whole uh, Boba Fett series. The whole Mandalorian has been a phenomenon. I mean, it's it's been so great. I'm really looking forward to the Andor series coming out. I know some people were hit or miss when it came to Rogue One. Oh, we liked it. We didn't like it. But I absolutely, absolutely love the Rogue One series, and I'm so looking forward to that actor with his little behind the scenes i've watched those trailers for the new andor series coming up quite a few times i know that's coming out in a few weeks uh, i believe the release date for that is september 21st mm. so i kind of had that marked on my calendar i can't wait um the, you know, the book of boba fett i mean it was great i love watching those you know week to week episodes uh the weird thing is you know we all have those streaming services you know you get a netflix tv series and they dump the whole series on there and the way disney does it very very common they do the week to week episode kind of stuff so it kind of it brings you back to my childhood watching a sitcom where you would watch a new episode every week and then you get that to be continued at the end of a show you know when you were a kid watching a sitcom so it's got kind of that a childhood feel, especially when you're into a show, have to wait one week to the next and not have to binge watching. But uh, but you know what? If you miss it all of them, you can binge watch them in the end. But I, I specifically, Star Wars has been a huge for me, and that's been my love. And even some of the little shorts that come out with that, where they show you some of the behind the scenes and some of the making of and some of the little technical stuff that goes behind them. You know, Dan, it's one of those things, too, where when Disney acquired 21st Century Fox... And then also, you know, they they did have some hurdles to get over with the start of this because they had licensed out a lot of their content to other streaming services. And you still to this sure. day see some of the other streaming services that have, you know, the rights to certain movies or certain shows, things like that, that, you know, eventually will expire and Disney will take those back. Um, yeah. For you, look, th- this is such a massive, massive streaming service. You are one of one... 152 million uh, people who stream Disney Plus around the world. Uh, I'm guessing you bought it day of. How important has it been for your family? Yeah, I mean, you know, I love it, and but it irritates me at the same time because I'm looking at my entertainment center under my TV, and I probably have, I, I couldn't even tell you how many Marvel or Disney movies on DVD, you know, that, you know, I've bought over the years. And, you know, obviously with technology, you know, at some point you were going to go digital and now you have everything at the, at the, you know, at the touch of a finger, basically. And I did sign up day of, I think the D23 had that great deal where I basically signed up for the three years. And I mean, it was, it was like 130 or $140, which, you know, worked out to like four some dollars a month. And, you know, I love it because, you know, I'll just put on a Disney movie, you know, like today, you know, Jen's at, at school, the kids are at school. I have nothing going on. I could just have a Disney movie playing in the background. And, you know, we love our all the shows. One of the ones that was my favorite was the Imagineering story. I love that series. You know, just kind of like the history of how everything started. You know, just stuff like that. I, I love watching stuff like that, and I wish they would come out with a few more of those. Yeah, no, I, I 100% agree. It's one of those things, too, where, and you, it's so funny, man, you mentioned DVDs. So Mike knows this. Mm-hmm. For years... I collected DVDs and Blu-rays. I mean, for years. <laughs> I used to travel, like drive hours, when I would hear that like a Blockbuster was closing or someone was closing, and go because they would sell all of their DVDs and Blu-rays for a dollar each. And I would go take a $100 bill, and I would go buy 100 DVDs. Most of the time, I didn't even know what they were. 
It was <laughs> crazy stuff. Like I've got I've got movies that I'm like I have no I've never seen them. Have no idea. I just had it, and then I had them displayed up here where I'm recording right now in our bonus room. We had all these shelves lining the walls that looked like a blockbuster, and we had all of our DVDs. Um, the last time I counted, we have over six thousand. Holy cow! DVDs and Blu-rays. <laughs> you have a problem. Here's here's the problem. Where do you store them? You know what I mean. Now everything's at the touch of a finger. Like you don't need yeah. all this stuff. It was uh, just just uh, yesterday. I have them now in like you know the CD bins we used to keep in the floorboard of our cars back when mm-hmm. you know back in the day. I have those and they're just full of the of Blu-rays and DVDs and now they're all organized like one is one is Disney or a couple of them are Disney and a couple of them are animated and a couple of these are are comedy and then these are horror and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I got the, the the scary movies out the other day and put them downstairs and that way we could go through them. And there's some of those I'm looking through and I'm like what movie is this? This looks terrible. <laughs> Why would I buy this? You know, um, but it's fun. It's fun to own. And then I still have every case. I never got rid of the cases. They're all in my attic. Wow. And so one of these days, you know, Riley will have to throw all those away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sooner or later, you won't be able to buy a DVD player. <laughs> it's like VHS. We, Katie and I were talking just last yeah. night. We we're like, if we handed Riley a VHS tape and a VHS player, would she know what to do? <laughs> Mike, if you handed your girls a VHS, Sarah probably remembers it. Mm-mm. Nope. As a matter of fact, my uh, my wedding video is on VHS, and I've never converted it over yet. I probably have to. I've ne- I've never watched my wedding video since since the wedding. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't want to watch it now because I, I, you know, sadly, um, the majority of the people in there are gone. You know what I mean? So it would be like 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 a, like a horror show watching that. Like, <laughs> oh my god! Like you're gone, you're gone, you're gone, you're gone. I mean, unfortunately, you know, we're talking 25 years ago and. You know, we were fortunate enough at the time that we had a lot of elderly grandparents that were there and a lot of elderly aunts that were able to attend and got to see that, you know, fantastic day. But, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people in there that have since gone. So I, I, I really cringe at watching my wedding video again. But, yeah, it's on it's on, it's on a VHS. So uh, sooner or later, I'll have to get it switched over to some kind of digital USB card or something. It's been a long time since I've talked about this, but let's chat about it. Katie has a hope chest. Okay. And it's it's in my garage. <laughs> and Dan, have I ever told you this story? No. Okay, so Katie has a hope chest. I know this one. And <laughs> when we got together, it's set at the foot of the bed, and it was one of those things I just never opened it. I didn't know, you know, just never really even thought to open it. So we get married, and we we build a house, and we start to pack everything up, and she goes, you know, we, Riley's on the way, and and you know, I go, what's what's in your hope chest? And she goes, oh, just stuff, you know, from when I was a kid. And I go, yeah? And she goes, yeah, yeah, stuff when I was a kid. And I, I was like, well, let's go through it. And she said, no, 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 it's fine. Just leave it. And I'm like, okay, now now I'm inquisitive. You know what I mean? I'm like, you got <laughs> ex-boyfriend stuffed in there? What's in there? <laughs> um, you know? I open it up. It is full of VHS tapes and Bruce Willis posters. <laughs> I mean, I'm talking all the Bruce Willis posters. Like, every Bruce Willis poster ever made is in this hope chest. I instantly thought, is it too late for an annulment? You know what I mean? Can I get out of this? Because this is scary. Here's the problem. Much like guinea pigs in this house, we still have the hope chest in the garage full of Bruce Willis posters. So if anyone would like a vintage Bruce Willis poster or a VHS tape of a terrible 80s or 90s movie, please get a hold of me. I will get you taken care of because they are still there. Why would the Bruce Willis posters be in the hope chest, though? That that doesn't make. She has a massive crush on Bruce Willis. 
That's her like celebrity crush. <sighs> hey, I oh. think I. So I've now I've had two major relationships in my life. One was in college. It was for like five years, long time. And her, um, you know, of course, and I have Katie. We've been together fifteen years, married forever. Katie's is Bruce Willis. My college girlfriends. I'm, this is off the rails, but whatever. College girlfriends. Um, crush was Steve Buscemi. Really? That's a weird one. It's a very weird one. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe it says something about me. <laughs> I have no idea. You know what I mean? That's a strange. Those are two strange crushes. Yeah. If you think about it. So with all the people I can see, I, I can see Bruce Willis. I mean, I, I get his charm and, you know, whatever that. But Steve Buscemi, man, that, that's a that's a really weird one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm like, does she watch like Con Air when he's in Con Air and just, you know, like be happy? I, I mean, understand. I, I mean, I have to admit, you know, I, I could see where she's coming from because Buscemi was a fireman at one point. So, and all firemen are pretty. When he a fireman in, so. in New York, wasn't he? I think in New yeah. York. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he actually yeah. came back with the anniversary coming up. He actually came back to nine eleven and he uh, helped recover with the, with the recovery and the cleanup. Yeah, that's really yeah. good. All right, well, good on. Then, then I stand by my Steve Buscemi and Bruce Willis. Uh, uh, statements there. Good good on them. Uh, let's get into the actual topic, though. I know people are tired of hearing about um, Steve Buscemi and, and Bruce Willis. Dan, uh, I mean, Mike, look, this today is a special, special day because Disney Plus now, once a year, brings us Disney Plus Day. And with Disney Plus Day, we get lots of new releases for Disney fans around the world to be able to check out. What new is coming to Disney Plus today on Disney Plus Day, bud? Uh, you know, I'm thinking one of the greatest things to see, I mean, I enjoy the old one. Uh, there's a new live remake of Pinocchio. I mean, it's one of the movies that are coming out today. Uh, we've all kind of talked trash about some of the live action remakes and some of the, you know, redoing some of the old series. But I don't know. I think uh, the Pinocchio movie was, is probably worth a, you know, worth a take. Some of the last couple of remakes have been pretty good. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt, and I will definitely give that one a shot. Um, that's that's on the top of my list of some of the new movies that were coming out. Uh, we're also going to see some new Marvel. You know, I mean, Marvel is an amazing series. It's on there. I know that's probably just as big as Star Wars when it comes to the fandom and the love and the passion for that particular series. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is going to be coming out today. Uh, we're going to see a Frozen sing-along. Uh, welcome to the club. Remembering, there's going to be a bunch of bunch of movies out there that we're going to get to see. So, um, my favorites probably Thor: Love and Thunder and Pinocchio. Some of the other ones I could probably do without. Yeah, I'm so stoked. So, I've been looking. For, here's how much I was looking forward to Thor: Love and Thunder because I saw it in theaters at Walt Disney World at Disney Springs with some great friends, um, and it was my favorite Thor by far. Have you guys seen it yet? Nope, I have. I have not, but oh, I definitely want to see it, hopefully this weekend at some point. Dan, it's so good. Mike, you're going to love it. It is funny. It is sad. It is fun. It is, it's everything you want a Thor movie to be. It's so, so good. Um, and it, I loved it so much. And Katie didn't go to the movies. It was just me and Riley and uh, Rick and Anker. And there was a bunch of us all went. And so we saw it. And so last night I'm like, we were up late because we're, we're late people. And I was like, midnight. Here we go. We're waiting till midnight. We're going to watch Thor Love and Thunder. Midnight comes around because I thought they're going to release it. I'm refreshing. I even restarted the Apple Play, the Apple TV, and it comes out at 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, <laughs> midnight Pacific Time. So she's still not seeing it. Trust me, if you are a Marvel fan, go see that movie. It's fantastic. Mike, as far as Pinocchio, I am stoked about this. You have the great Tom Hanks as Geppetto. Going to be uh, really, really good. I, Disney has won me over. I remember, I think we all years ago, Mike, 
when we would talk about these live action remakes, we kind of crushed it. We were mm-hmm. like, ah. Then Beauty and the Beast was great. The Lion King, yeah. they did a good job with. I mean, like, I, I, they've gained my trust um, with this stuff. As far as remembering, it's an inspiring short film on where ideas come from and where they go once they're forgotten. Uh, welcome to the club. As if we couldn't get enough of The Simpsons, this short follows Lisa Simpson as she turns bad in a bid to become a prince's look. Everyone knows my love for The Simpsons. I use Disney Plus every day because of The Simpsons, multiple, multiple episodes as I sleep throughout the night. Um, and then, of course, you said the Frozen 2 sing-along. Dan, lots of movies coming, lots of shorts coming. Really, really excited, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, besides Thor, there was there was a show on there that just came out. I think it's called, like, Tierra Incognita. It, it, it sounds like it's like a horror series. And I think that would be a cool one to watch with the kids. Um, you know, I haven't really done much research into it, but it looks like, I mean, it, it's, it is that time of year. You know, it's the Halloween season. So I'm kind of looking forward to maybe sitting down with the kids and watching that one. So that will be pretty good. And then, of course, Thor, I'm hoping to do that some point this weekend before we head on out to Universal. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's, look, there's so much coming. So much great things coming that it's going to be great, uh, Mike. He got into the uh, he got into the shows there a little bit, talking about Tierra Incognito. What are some mm-hmm. of the other shows coming to uh, Disney Plus on Disney Plus Day? Yeah, besides the Tierra, we were looking at our Cars on the Road. Uh, it's an auto, all the automobiles we love. It's a lot of kids out there that still love cars, so I think that's going to be great for them. Um, not something that I'm particularly fond with, but you know, it's not my cup of tea. Dancing with the Stars, the pros' most memorable dances. Um, growing up is going to be another one. Epic Adventures with Birdie and Gregory. Uh, a series called Mike. I like that. That that piques <laughs> my interest. And uh, Wedding Seasons. So um, so there's going to be quite a few shows that come out there. Out of the TV shows. Uh, none of them really, really kind of grasp at what I want to watch more than the movies and the the, uh, the other series that are going to be coming up. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of stuff. Wedding season, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm not a Dancing with the Stars person, but I know there's lots of people out there who are uh, who are Dancing with the Stars people. So it's uh, definitely one of those. Uh, the one person I know who is a Dancing with the Stars person just joined us. He is here. Why? Because he has not two left feet. He has four left feet. He is fantastic. He can rock it out. That is the great Joe Q. How are you, friend? What's up, man? It's uh, sorry for the late intrusion here. It's uh, real life got in the way <laughs> this afternoon. So it's all good, brother. It's all good. We're talking about uh, Disney Plus. Disney Plus Day today. Lots of stuff coming out. We talked about the impact of Disney Plus on the Disney community a little bit and uh, and the history of it. So uh, really, really good. Um, as far as the movies, kind of looking back, you know, I. The one thing, Joe, I know, you know, you are a resorts guy first, a parks guy second, and a Disney entertainment guy third. Um, you know, but talking about like Thor Love and Thunder dropped today. The new Pinocchio starring Tom Hanks' Geppetto uh, live action dropped today. Lots of great movies coming. Of course, Mike just went through a lot of the great TV shows that are coming up as well. Uh, anything you're excited about, something you definitely want to see? The uh, Pinocchio one is kind of intriguing to me. First of all, Tom Hanks is an absolutely amazing actor. Um, he's played so many great parts, not even Disney-related parts, but just in general over the years. And, uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of the live-action remakes that Disney's been doing. But for some reason, this one, I've seen the previews. It actually intrigues me of, like, how it's going to work out. It just looks really entertaining. I love the story of Pinocchio. And uh, that's actually one that, like, I might, you know, want to check out um, when I have some free time. Um but yeah, I mean that's actually one that's been lately that's that's supposed to be released uh, soon is uh, one I'm kind of interested in right now. 
Yeah, it's one of those things. You put Tom Hanks in anything, and I'm I'm good. Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, he's he, amazing. He could read the alphabet. I'm like, oh, okay, Mr. <laughs> Hanks, I love you. Um, really, really good stuff, Dan. Look, I mean, stuff from you got growing up from the mind of Brie Larson, Culture House, growing up as a hybrid docu series explores adolescence and its many triumphs and challenges. You might be able to learn something, dude. You checking that one out? <laughs> uh, maybe we'll see. That, that that doesn't really seem like it's right up my alley. I I still haven't even checked out Bluey because I know Dave's been talking about that left and right. He told me I had to give what that, that like three or three four episodes, episodes and then three episodes. I haven't done that one yet. Uh, it's just, like I said, it's a busy time of year right now. And, and and actually, one that I haven't even watched that's been out for a long time is that Beatles Get Back. I haven't uh, either. I need to doco. watch that. And, and I absolutely love the Beatles, and I have not sat down and even watched that one. So, you know, life sometimes gets in the way, but, you know, you know it's nice to have it at your fingertips to watch any time, though. Um, yeah, 100%. Look, and then we've also, Mike, we got some documentaries coming as well and some specials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, uh, the two for the and the two that I'm definitely going to watch is the Obi Wan Kenobi: A Jedi's Return and Assembled Thor: Love and Thunder. So they're going to be documentaries about uh, a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. The Obi Wan uh, Kenobi: Return, the Jedi's Return, will be one of the uh, a dive into making of the whole series. Uh, a lot of times in this kind of lull when um, when I'm waiting between my Star Wars series, I'll click on those documentaries and watch the behind-the-scenes stuff just to kind of refresh my memory on the series, just kind of get my excitement for the next series coming up. So I will definitely watch the Obi-Wan series coming up till the Andor series starts. I'll watch that. There's some other really cool Star Wars stuff on there about like sights and sounds and some really cool... So I definitely... Uh, get into those, uh, like I said, in the in-between series. And I will certainly watch the Love and Thunder, the movie first. And then if I like the movie, I'll probably go on to the, uh, the assembled, the Thor Love and Thunder and watch the kind of behind the scenes of that. How's your Marvel watch going? Mike? Me? I'm done. I'm my, 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 the only thing I'm, I'm missing some of these new series. Like I saw WandaVision, obviously, which so was good. absolutely fantastic. That was great. Um, I need to catch up on some of these other series. Uh, it's just Laura and I have been watching so many other series and we've been trying to take advantage of when I'm off of work to, uh, you know, I mean, not Disney related, but, and obviously not kid related. We've been watching Yellowstone. So we yeah. got that series and a couple other series that we've been getting into. So, um, getting back to the Marvel series really hasn't been at the top of our list, but it will be sooner or later. As soon as we kind of run out of, eh, what are we going to, what are we going to binge now? So there's a couple of other ones that I want to get on there. She-Hulk is definitely something that I want to get into. I've been hearing nothing but good things about that. Uh, and if it's just half, as good as WandaVision, I'll be excited for that. Yeah, because I mean, you started kind of from the beginning and worked your way through all the Marvel movies. Yep, yep. That's I, you ever, I, I get envious of like Joe. I'm envious of you because there's a lot of movies you haven't seen yet, and I'm envious because I haven't seen. <laughs> you have that in front of you though, like you have that opportunity to watch them. You know. Well, I do. That that's the one thing. You know, when you guys were talking about this topic tonight, is I remember when I was a kid. Right, the big thing was to go to Blockbuster or to your local video den or whatever it was, and to see what Disney movies were there. I remember going to the parks as a kid, and I would always venture over like in the Emporium to like the video section to see if like any kind of new videos were out. Now it's can we take it for granted that Disney Plus is right in front of us if we watch anything we want? I think it's maybe a detriment that I know it's always there, yet I haven't taken the advantage of like sitting down and actually watching those movies so uh, yeah i have a lot to take in and i'll tell you this after uh you know after starting the marvel process i've only gotten through one i know i'm sorry guys um but i have i have the drive to go and see the rest of them i just haven't had the time to do it real life is just really getting in the way and you guys all know how that is but uh it's there i'm glad disney plus i'm glad i didn't cancel my subscription years ago and i was like eh, i don't really want this i'm glad it's there uh i just need to get around to actually watching it so uh but yeah it's uh we've it's come a long way since those days at the video store, that's for sure. 
well, it's kind of like walking, Dan, it's kind of like walking into a grocery store, right? And you walk into a grocery store and there's one type of milk. There's 2% milk sitting in front of you, right? And you go, hmm, I guess I'm getting 2% milk today. And that's what it used to be back when we walked into movie stores. Now you walk in and there's 47 types of milk in front of you. There's 2% whole, skim, uh, you know, fat-free, almond milk, cashew milk, you know, this milk, uh, lactate, you know, and you're going, I'm just confused now. I feel that's the way I am with content these days because there is so much content out there. Our kids will never understand the fact of, like Joe was talking about, walking into a blockbuster, seeing the movie you want, and then realizing that it the tape is not behind the display case, you know, because they're out of it. Like, they'll never get right. that because they can just watch yeah. something instantly. Yeah. I mean, they, they, they won't understand getting like a $2 fee because you forgot to rewind the tape. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Be kind, man. I mean, and yeah, there's so many streaming services out there. Like I actually, we just recently got rid of our cable. I tried to, you know, I'm going to try to stream, um, which by the way, is a pain in the butt to try to find like live local TV. It's, uh, YouTube you know, TV. You want, YouTube yeah, TV. Man. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, without paying through the, through the roof, but like I said, we have Disney Plus, we have Netflix, we have Apple TV, we have Hulu, we have HBO Max. It's like, at the end of the day, I'm paying more than I was originally just because there's so many of these streaming services out there. And it's nice, but like Joe said, you know, we have it, so it's it's a, it's always there, and it kind of gets taken advantage of or, you know, taken for granted, so to speak, where, you know, I don't always sit there and watch it because I know it's always there. Um, Mike and Joe, do you care if I talk to Grandpa here about... Uh streaming services and why it's better even <laughs> yeah, though you may be paying around the same uh because dan you you don't you don't have to wait until it comes on tv and put your tape in and tape it you know um <laughs> like an old man now you can stream anything you want at any point you want um so you don't have to worry about it and yes youtube tv is the only way to go welcome to the 21st century i'm happy you're here <laughs> um and you finally joined us and cut the cable because that's amazing uh, if you're out there and you still use cable Good for you. Hey, look, if you have DirecTV, you're the only person getting Sunday ticket right now. I'm I'm jealous for, of you on for Sunday. Now, so. For now. Don't yeah, for sure. now. We got a couple more years. Uh, so that's there. Look, it's also a great value, Mike. I mean, when we're looking at Disney Plus, like we all did the three year deal where we just bought it, you know, with that amazing mm-hmm. deal. But even right now, if you're coming on new, seven ninety nine a month, or you can do the seventy nine ninety nine uh, for a yearly, or you can do the Disney bundle, which includes Disney Plus, ESPN, and Hulu at thirteen ninety nine. Whenever you compare that to just Netflix, which is now at twenty two dollars, that's a big that's a big jump in price for what I think is not really better content. Yeah, no. And if you're one of the people, and I don't, I can't believe if you're listening to this podcast, you don't have Disney Plus uh, today as a Disney as a Disney Day deal, you get it for dollar ninety nine for the first day today. Can't beat it for the first month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bu- two bucks, two bucks for the first month. So yeah, it's good. Uh, also, I was reading today, being that it's Disney Plus Day. If you're a Disney Plus member, you get some extra perks in the parks today. The parks are open a little bit later for you guys, and you got some photo ops you can take advantage of. So um, listen, if you don't have Disney Plus and you're listening to a Disney podcast, you're really missing out because. There is a ton of stuff on there that they can take advantage of. And the price is right. I, I, I've, I've done the whole bundling thing where I'm not paying. You know, I cut the cord with cable, and, and I'm very happy using the YouTube TV and the Disney Plus and the Hulu Plus and, you know, all of those streaming services. And my bill is definitely better than what it was before. Uh, and I don't feel obligated. You know, I like having that, that freedom of not being tied to a cable company with a contract and being stuck with their, 
not so great service sometimes, you know, and their customer service is terrible. So uh, for anybody that's on the fence of possibly just, you know, cutting the cord and just going the whole streaming route, this is definitely the way to go. Yeah, 100%. And also, I want to talk, Dan, I'm going to bring you in on this because we were both travel advisors for Way With Me Travel. Um, I, today, we see something that we have never really seen before. Look, we have, with Disney Plus, we've seen promotions inside the Disney parks with Walt Disney World. Um, but we have never seen a Disney Cruise Line promotion that includes Disney Plus, which is, and not just Disney Plus. Disney, let me tell people, this is the question I get all the time. Do you have any deals on a Disney cruise? No. Disney Cruise does not put deals on their cruises. Why? Because they don't have to. They sell. It's not a big deal. They are not Carnival. They're not Royal Caribbean. You know, they're not Norwegian. They don't have to run promotions constantly. The rooms are going to sell. So they always tell people, like, the only way you're really going to get a promotion on a Disney cruise is if you go on a Disney cruise and you book a placeholder. That is the really only way to save money on your next Disney cruise. Am I right about that first, Dan? Absolutely. Yeah, there's, there is no – the price is the price. <laughs> <laughs> there's no cutting the – there's no cutting yeah. the – you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like shopping for a car. Like, there's – I can't no. get rid of the undercoat, you know, and make it, make it, <laughs> make it cheaper for you whenever we're doing this. But today, we get an amazing announcement where if you are a Disney Plus subscriber, it is the greatest Disney Cruise Line deal I've ever seen. If you're a Disney Plus subscriber, you can book a Disney Cruise. The first and the second passenger in the room are at the same cost as normal, but the third and the fourth passenger sail for completely free. No cost at all to add that third and fourth passenger. So if you're a family of four, the parents are only ones paying, the kids go for free. You want to go with friends, split the cost, first two people are paying, second two people are selling for free in that same stateroom. Um, really, Dan, it's the greatest promotion I've ever seen Disney Cruise Line do. Yeah, I have not, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, now, you do have to pay for, you know, taxes, you know, fees, port fees, stuff like mm-hmm. that. But still, I mean, that's that's going to be minimal compared to what you would normally pay for a Disney Cruise. So now, I, now with that being said... Uh, we did have to deal with Disney IT today, yes. and usually when they throw these promotions out, the website is uh, a son of a gun, yep. and it and it and it didn't disappoint today. Uh, so I've had some trouble, you know, locating some some decent deals, but they are out there. And I, but with that being said, they're not going to last long because I'm sure these rooms are limited. So I would think within the within the first week at least. A lot of these rooms are going to be all gone. Yep, 100%. And it's one of those things where, look, get a hold of us. Show it away with me, travel.com, and we will get you taken care of for your Disney cruise. Um, get one booked because this is the promote, uh, promotion to apply. Um, we'd love to get you taken care of with that. I mean, Mike, I mean, that's a you've done a Disney cruise. That is a crazy deal. Yeah, like I said, you never see the, the Disney deals out there. So to be able to take advantage of one and not have been on one with a placeholder, I think it's a fantastic thing to take advantage of. And if you can, by all means, jump on it. Yeah, uh, Joe, the one thing, too, that I really want to talk about about Disney Plus is, yes, it's great quality programming. It's amazing content that we can use, you know, from even going back to cartoons that we grew up with as kids to movies that we grew up with to now our, you know, like when I talk about Riley, we watch – you know, shows that she enjoys together. We, you know, it's, it's just got something for everybody. But what I think a lot of people overlook with Disney plus is what it has added to the Disney parks. Because whenever we look at the stories that have now been able to, you know, we, we get a deeper dive into it. I mean, even talking about 
the Animal Kingdom documentaries where they're going in and showing you behind the scenes of how they take care of the animals. Now my trip to Animal Kingdom means more to me than it did prior because I know what they're doing behind the scenes. And even talking about when we, and I'll go to Mike and we'll talk a little bit about Star Wars here pretty soon. But when I go to the parks, now that I'm able to see, um, you know, behind the scenes at Animal Kingdom, it really does add to the park experience if you have Disney+. Plus. Well, the one of the first things I ever watched on Disney Plus years ago when this first came out, and I don't know if it was the first episode or the second episode of like, the behind the scenes about the the creation of the parks, right? Was that how Epcot came to be, and how all of the Imagineers work together, and they're building Epcot and they're doing this great project, and then they're trying to build Tokyo Disneyland at the same time, and it was a small cadre of people, and just about how amazing. Essentially, like those two projects, just like shut the company down, like while they're building these things, and just seeing all the behind-the-scenes video and pictures and stuff that, even if you've Googled it, and you would never be able to find any of this stuff that was available in the Disney archives that they brought and put on a Disney Plus platform in like a great documentary, it was just really cool. Like that's something that, like, look, I might not be into every Marvel movie or Disney movie, I'm trying to, right? But that's something that's up my alley. I just thought that was really awesome, and like. Those are the things that I remember as a kid. I used to go into the Emporium and see if they had any movies or any like video cassettes about the parks, you know, or if something was on the History Channel. Remember that back in the day, the, the History yeah. Channel would put out. I actually still have some of those DVDs from years ago. I got as Christmas gifts about like the making of Walt Disney World or the behind the scenes of Disneyland or any of that kind of stuff. I used to get those as Christmas gifts, and I would be like, I would watch them and wear them out. If they were tapes, I'd wear them out. Now that's actually available on Disney Plus. I just think it's really cool, and they're taking those, those videos, those pictures, those archival, and it, those are things that we've even seen in the parks, guys. Even with like Steakhouse Seventy One, they put up all of those old school photos of like when Disney, the contemporary was being built, and when the Magic Kingdom was being built. They're really celebrating how these parks have come to what they are now, and I just think that they're expanding that now into Disney Plus, where we they're sharing video that has maybe never been seen before interviews that never been seen before and putting it out there for us Disney fans to consume. I just think that's really cool. That's something that's up my alley. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100% because it adds to me knowing, you know, I love Disney history. I love Walt Disney history. I look, I've got a bookshelf sitting right next to me that's completely full of, of books, not only about Walt, but also about the parks and how they were built and the stories behind it and, and all that. And I, I love reading and that kind of stuff. And I love watching documentaries. One of my favorite documentaries of all time is on Disney Plus. And I remember, it's so funny that you would mention, you know, back, you know, we would get DVDs or I would order DVDs, you know, from online or, or stuff like that and have them sent to me. I would spend, you know, 40, 50 bucks on YouTube or I mean on, on uh, eBay sometimes to get like a secondhand DVD because you couldn't find it in production anymore of these documentaries that I wanted. Um, and one of my favorite documentaries ever made is on Disney Plus. And I really think that if you've not watched it, please go watch it. Because you'll have such an appreciation for um, the Disney Company in the early '90s and kind of what they were going through, and that's Waking Sleeping Beauty. You know, it's almost the death of the uh, the animation side of Disney with you know the Black Cauldron release and you know how they brought in Jeffrey Katzenberg and and Michael Eisner and you know Roy Disney and these these people coming together to you know not only save the company uh, as a whole, but also the way it kind of ended up fizzling apart as far as the leadership and then you get Bob Iger coming in to kind of scoop up the pieces um just a fantastic job that you know you get Beauty and the Beast and Lion King and and Aladdin and you get all these that kind of decadence of decade of of animation that came from from really tragedy 
uh, with Frank Wells passing and things like that. So please go watch that. It is so good. Waking Sleeping Beauty, uh, really, really good. The Pixar story, really, really good. Um, the Boys, really, really good about the Sherman Brothers. I mean, there's so many great documentaries out there that's going to make you appreciate how the Disney company came to be, how the parks came to be, uh, really good. But not just that. Mike, it's one of those things that once you get these side stories, you were talking a lot about the Star Wars side stories. Now when you go into Galaxy's Edge and you go into the parks, these characters and these side stories add so much to what you can experience whenever you're there. Yeah, you know, before, obviously, as a young child growing up loving Star Wars, you always kind of had that what if in the back of your mind. How did this transpire? Where did this character come from? And the fact that they can take some of these amazing characters that were a part of uh, an epic series, you know, like Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, and give them their little side stories or the little backstories, you know, about how they got the plans to blow up the Death Star in the original Star Wars, you know, the the whole Rogue One uh, movie now to have, you know, the Andor series coming up. I, I'm beyond excited. I mean, and for some people that never got a chance to watch some of the older stuff, if, if you have a new, uh, if you have someone who's got a new love for Star Wars and they want to watch the, you know, they want to watch them, you have the entire catalog there. And, you know, you can watch them in some kind of chronological order. A lot of people say watch them in certain order. Uh, I, I'm a true believer in doing the way they were released, you know, starting with A New Hope and working your way on, not doing the timeline, because it's kind of nice how it jumps back and forth, you know, um, it obviously, the whole surprise of Darth Vader being Luke's father, you know, if you what? start that from the beginning, the yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert, so, uh, so I, I think that um, doing them in the released series is better, because it, it, it kind of builds up to the surprise, I mean, not that we know, I mean, we all know already, but if you have a you know a young child that's starting to take on the love of Star Wars and then maybe they don't know the entire Star Wars series and they haven't been spoiled by that yet. Well, not the spoiled because I just told them. But um, yeah, so that's that's my favorite way to watch the Star Wars series uh, instead of watching them in the chronological order. I think that's one of those series that needs to be in a release order. And uh, having Disney Plus gives you that opportunity to do that. Oh, I got crushed, man, when Riley and I started watching Star Wars and I was going to watch them. <laughs> In chronological order, and and uh, man, I got just we had to turn the first one off like 15 minutes in because everybody's like, "No, don't do it! You're ruining your childhood. You're a terrible parent." And I'm like, "I'm sorry." Okay, we'll start with episode four. All right, we went back, and then we got through episode four, and she, Mike, she goes, "I go, oh, the next one, Riley. There's a big twist," and she goes, "Luke, I am your father." And I go, "How do you know that?" She's like, "I have YouTube, Dad," and I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> just YouTube ruins everything. Uh, Dan, you know, as someone who lives pretty far away from the parks, you know, like you can't just hop in your car and be at the parks. You got to fly down, you know, got to plan it out, all that kind of stuff. Disney Plus offers you a lot of like kind of peeks into the parks. I mean, things like behind the attraction, you were talking a lot about that, you know, a little bit about that earlier. Yeah. Um, things like Disney Illumination, where you can actually like watch fireworks in Disneyland Paris, which is a place I've never been. Uh, they have Disney Parks Sunrise. So listen, if you're making your coffee in the morning, you can watch it, and it's the, the sunrise is over the Disney Parks, you know, kind of going from shot to shot to shot uh, that you have there. And then one day at Disney was so popular that they made a coffee table book that now sits inside of each room at the Disney resorts where you get a peek inside yeah. of different cast members' lives that uh, that work there. It would be great if they had done Dave. That would have been amazing. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man. I mean, in the Imagineering story, Joe talked about a little bit, and you were talking about a little bit. So it takes you and your family to the Disney parks. It's not just movies and shows. You guys are able to kind of get your Disney fix even there in Illinois. Yeah, I mean, you know, my family, we do get to go down to Disney quite a bit, but I mean, not for everyone. 
you know, sometimes it's it's a once in every five years, sometimes, you know, once in every 10 years. Who knows? Because Disney is not a, a, a cheap vacation to go on. So having that Disney Plus where you can, you know, basically have all the Disney library pretty much at your fingertips. And like I said, the the Imagineering story, you know, the, all, this, all the, the, the park shows that they have. You know what I wish they would do? And I know it sounds silly, but like the Live. Disney Resort TV. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just so I could, you know, I could just have that in the background, and it shows the the park hours. It's playing the music. Tinkerbell's flying through the screen. Like, you know, silly stuff like that. That's something that they could add. That you know, I think a lot of Disney fans would love. But I mean, it 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 helps because again, there's just so many good shows on there, and uh, it it gets you a little closer to the park when you can't be there. Well, you know, it's interesting too that you say that because I would love to see them do a live video in the parks and we, we finally saw it they finally on disney plus came out with um they showed what did they show they showed uh fireworks, fireworks? at epcot i believe yep and yeah. yeah and it was great they actually did the artists who sing came in and sang and the way they presented it was really really great um something else we see too is we see a lot of documentaries that don't even involve disney coming you know we get the national geographic stuff that's come joe and also a lot of sports you know, with Disney owning ESPN, you've got things like Man in the Arena. You've got the new Dickie V special that just came out today. Um, Free Solo. If you've not seen that and you want to see somebody who's insane, go watch Alex Arnold. Uh, Arnold, I always say his name wrong. Uh, climb. Uh, free Climb. Um, it's just it's an insane thing to watch. So lots and lots of stuff. And then uh, the other thing we've seen, Joe, is this resurgence of things that we loved as kids, like the Mighty Ducks coming back with a series. So... You know, it's got something for everybody. If you love the parks, it's got the parks covered. If you love movies, it's got the movies covered. It's got Star Wars. It's got Marvel. It's got sports. It's got, you know, classic uh, Disney animation, classic Disney movies, Disney Renaissance films. It's got, you know, anything and everything you could want seems to find its way on Disney+. Plus. Well, I'm glad that you brought up the uh, the one thing. Like, look, yes, the stuff as a kid, like the Mighty Ducks, like we love it. That's our generation, right? I mean, we love seeing the remakes of that. Um, even the originals are coming back to that. But you wanted to talk about sports, and I, I really wanted to touch on this, and I don't know if you guys had brought this up before I jumped on, but um, the one of the main reasons why I have the Disney bundle is, believe it or not, is for the sports, right? And I like to watch ESPN has the rights to the NHL, and I like to watch my New Jersey Devils, uh, you know, because I'm out of market, right? But there's so much more to ESPN Plus and the Disney bundle than just watching specific, like, your teams. Like, there are so many other things going on. For example, like, college football just kicked off this weekend, right? If you have the Disney bundle and you get Disney Plus, you also get ESPN Plus. You turn on your regular TV, and you'll see the big SEC games. You'll see the big, you know, Big Ten games, like, you know, the, the normal teams, Michigan's and your uh, Alabama's and all the big, like, the top 25 teams. But I just say you went to a school that is a smaller school. And, like, for example, Mike is in Myrtle Beach. And in Myrtle Beach, you have Coastal Carolina and the Chanticleers, right? Well, they're in the Sunbelt Conference. And if you are a fan of the Sunbelt Conference, well, if you have the Disney Bundle and you have Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, you could watch your favorite Sunbelt Conference teams that will never be shown on like big ESPN. So just using that as one example, um, you know, I watch hockey. There is, you know, if you're into combat sports, if you are into, uh, you know, US Open's going on right now for tennis and they have other matches that aren't being shown on, on big ESPNs right now that you could watch if you were a huge fan of that sport. I got into cricket. I've talked to Dave about this before about watching. Uh, I think they're losing those rights now, but, you know, for the meantime, you know, the Tata IPL is a is a cricket league in India, which is like, 
very widely watched. There's so many different things, and for the price, it's actually a really good price, uh, $13.99 for the whole bundle. So there's so much more out there sports-wise than just what you see on regular ESPN on your cable provider or YouTube TV, TV Dan, um, that ESPN is still on there, um, that is available through ESPN+. Uh, uh, through ESPN Plus. And I wouldn't be surprised one day for if for Disney don't to cut costs, whatever, that you would see the ESPN Plus rolled into one just big Disney Plus app. I would not be surprised one day down the line if you open up a Disney Plus and it's not only all of our favorite Disney movies and and shows and things for the parks, but it's also including you know sports all within one app on your Roku or Amazon or, or Apple TV, whatever you're using. So lots out there. Um, I mean, I'm the sports guy, right? So there is, if you have the Disney bundle guys or ladies and you're into sports, like actually go and search around in it because a lot of cool stuff, a lot of documentaries as well, 30 for 30s, which are absolutely amazing if you're a sports fan. That is the best thing ESPN has ever put out. Um, yeah, really cool stuff on there as well. Oh, 100% agree. Like this weekend, uh, take for example, so the SEC's new um, uh, like contract. Contract, yeah. So it includes for football, every single school has to have one game this year on ESPN Plus. It will not be on TV. It's only streamable through ESPN Plus. Happen to be, even though my Kentucky Wildcats are ranked 20th in the country, which is unheard of for us that we are ranked preseason, won our first game. We're going to take it to Florida if you're listening to this right now. Uh, hopefully we won because I'll sound just silly because this comes out after the fact. <laughs> but I'm sure we're won. We're celebrating a big win down at Universal for uh, Halloween Horror Nights and uh, our Universal Unleashed Nights of Fear. I'm having a beverage and enjoying our big win over Florida. Hopefully it happened. I'm really happy. Just fingers crossed. Um, <laughs> I'm rooting for you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, th- this weekend was our game. And like, take my mom for you. My mom texted me and said, where's the game? And I'm like, it's only streamable through ESPN Plus. So if you have the Disney bundle, which she does, uh, she was able to find it on there. So every single SEC team, at some point, you are going to have to, no matter who you're a fan of, watch one of your games this season on ESPN Plus. So go go get that bundle right now. It is a great deal. I want to get your all's opinion, though, really quick about uh, a controversy that happened about a month and a half ago, two months ago with Disney Plus. And that is the fact that when Bob Iger announced Disney Plus, he said that it would always be family-friendly programming. You would never see anything on the on the streaming platform that wasn't family-friendly. They acquired the rights to, of course, um, with Fox, and the ability to put a lot of content up that typically would go on Hulu. Hulu kind of plays that that spot where Disney can go put their uh, more adult movies, you know, R-rated movies over there, um, but. With the way these movies are, they kind of fit better on the Disney Plus side. Mike, we see the first time ever, about a month and a half ago, uh, three R-rated movies come to Disney Plus. It is the first edition that we've seen. Now, let me say this before I get your opinion on it. You have to, whenever you set up your Disney Plus account, you can set up an adult account and a children's account. So, like, Riley, uh, I've switched Riley now to an adult account because she's 10. You know, it's fine. Um, but you can have it to where when your kid clicks on their name, it's only stuff that's appropriate. You can set the level, do all that. If it's a kid's account, they cannot access R-rated movies um, without, I think, putting a parent password in. Where is your thought on Disney kind of saying, eh, ah, you know, Deadpool, Free Guy, Logan, you know, I think we're going to bring him in and put him on Disney Plus instead of Hulu. More people will get eyes on it. I think it's what we're going to do. 
Well, I think the fact that they have the parent filtering and the fact that you can block it if you that if you feel that you need to, you know, if you don't feel like that's appropriate for your children, that that's fine. Um, I remember when I was a kid, my parents would be able to block TV channels um, mm-hmm. if they had a, um, you know, if they had a channel that they didn't want their children watching. You had to put a passcode in, you know, into the remote in order to get the TV channel to unlock, so to speak. So as long as you have that availability to put on a parental lock, I think it's fine putting them on the catalog. They're 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 acquired part um it's fine if they're there listen disney doesn't have to be just for kids i mean you know if you said well it's got to be you know just completely kid friendly then then you would get rid of alcohol and epcot you know what i mean so it's kind of like you have you have to be able to cater to a lot of the people that 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 want to be part of this as well too you know it's not just a a kid thing yes disney's very kid friendly and there's obviously the very G rating that goes with everything, but just like us as well too. You know, our Disney Dad uh, Patreon family, the DDP family, wants a little bit more of an adult content when it comes to our Patreon show. So we give them that, we give them the warnings, and then obviously if you don't want your kids to listen to it, they don't have to. So I think there needs to be that fine balance. And I think, I wouldn't say controversial. I mean, I know they're making it controversial, but I don't think it has to be. You know, uh, I, I agree that it can be there. And the fact that you can filter it and block it out, that's what being a parent's about. And that's I'm fine with that. No, I agree. Dan, where do you, where do you stand on that? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, and I mean, my kids are a little bit older. My youngest is 12. But Disney's not here to, to take care of my kids. You know, that's that's my job. So, like, if if I'm not going to pay attention to what they're watching or at least set some boundaries, then, you know, that's kind of on me. And it's not like they're putting terrible movies out there. You know, they're 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 decent movies. You know, Deadpool, I know, is a little bit risque, but again, it's it's kind of part of the Disney universe. So, like, at the end of the day, I have to pay attention to what my kids are doing. And, you know, I I can shelter them all I want. You know, whether it's Disney Plus or one of these other streaming services or YouTube, if the kids are going to look for stuff, they're going to they're going to find stuff that they want to find. So it's my job to parent that and to kind of do my job as a parent. It's not Disney's job. No, it's well put. I love that. Uh, I'm going to ask Joe. This doesn't even really have to do with uh, Disney Plus and and the rated R stuff, but it's some breaking news, and I think it has something to to do with with you know Disney kind of moving in maybe a new direction, trying to trying to bring in uh, more adults to their streaming service, but also keep adults happy in certain areas of the parks. We did find out seven days ago that um, in the Magic Kingdom, Disney is now moving their alcohol policy. So it's changing their alcohol policy. You know, forever you couldn't get uh, any type of drink in the Magic Kingdom. A couple years ago they changed it to where now you can get beer and wine at table service restaurants. Um, Now it's been announced that for the first time ever inside the Magic Kingdom, you are going to be able to get uh, mixed drinks, so containing actual liquor, at Skipper Canteen, Liberty Tree Tavern, and Diamond Horseshoe um, starting. Uh, do you think, one, do you agree with that? And two, do you think this is a move to us seeing Disney go towards uh, you know, having drinks in Magic Kingdom a lot like they do in Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios? Yeah, this is baby steps, man. It's it's just putting a little bit out there, a little bit out there, a little bit out there. It's wearing away at the erosion or at the that wall with which was that rule and that's how it started just oh just beer and wine it was a little bit of outrage in the beginning and then we all kind of got used to it it's like the norm now now it's gonna be oh just mixed drinks you know just some you know and and actually the the, the profit margin on those is, is probably crazy high i mean yeah. it really is i mean for what they're gonna be charging so from a money standpoint it's a no-brainer right but this is just the the erosion of the way of that culture where there's no alcohol in the parks within guaranteed within 10 years there's we full alcohol in the magic kingdom 
I like think it's so too. Gonna, it's gonna happen. I mean, that's ten years is a safe bet. I mean, I don't, I don't know how many years back Justin it goes where they instituted. I don't mean I don't know off the top of my head they instituted the alcohol rule in the restaurants. But um, oh, it's only like it's only, it was it was pre COVID, like maybe a year or two pre COVID. Yeah, so when the new been... fantasy, I think it was when the new Fantasyland expansion came out, and I think when the uh, when the beauty when the uh, Bell's Castle came out, the dining experience there, I think it was they were one of the first ones to really, you know, listen. You're paying this top dollar for a meal, and I think they were the first ones to put out the beer and wine for that particular yeah, five restaurant. six years, maybe. So it hasn't yeah, even, maybe yeah. even been that long. So, look, it's a, it's it's a dangerous road. I get worried because I see the way. Look, nobody enjoys a beverage in the parks more than me, guys. We we experienced it all four of us over uh, our DDP weekend uh, this summer. It's nice to have a, a cocktail as you walk around Epcot or the studios. But there are some people that kind of ruin it for everybody else and kind of like make it the whole point about why they go to the parks instead of actually enjoying them for what they were. I just don't want to see the innocence being lost from the Magic Kingdom. I think this might be something that we may not have any control over. Uh, but we'll time will tell. We'll see how it works. But I'm not really. I'm not really a hundred percent of a fan of it, Justin, but we'll see what happens with it. Interesting. Okay. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where I, I think it's coming. I think it's just, it's the, it's the norm. It's, it's a lot of money Disney can make. Um, and listen, I'm talking to a lot of people out there right now when they're having that, their kids having that two o'clock meltdown, buddy, going to, going to a stand and being able to get a, a beverage, man, it might be just what you need as a parent, you know, who, who knows? Uh, and I know Dan, you know, we all we all like to have a, a beverage around Epcot. Uh, I came up with, I, I gave Dan a new nickname today, guys. Oh boy, uh, Dan. So just for now on, if you see Dan, he has beverages hand. He's now Rand Dossi um, instead of Dan <laughs> Rossi. That's his alter ego. Um, so we'll uh, we'll do that. So Dan, you stand the same way. You think it's coming? You think uh, you okay with it? I think it's coming. I I would rather it stay just in the restaurants. I I would hope that they wouldn't put them in in drink stands. Uh, because I don't know, there's just something about Magic Kingdom. I'd rather people not be walking around with drinks. You know, yeah, when you're going to a nice restaurant, you wanna you want you want a cocktail or a bottle of wine. I'm fine with that. I like I said, I don't think I think it's inevitable, and I think it's gonna come. Uh, but I would rather it just stay in the restaurants in Magic Kingdom. Nice, uh, Mikey, with them. Um, yes and no. I, I'm okay with the stands. You know, I. I like the I like the tasteful drinks. I don't want the like the bud cans in your face or that kind of stuff. If you're gonna do stands, maybe do like the Dole Whip with rum or the um, or some of the other creative cocktails for adults, obviously, uh, with some of the liquors in them because they have some really unique looking ones and it doesn't give you that kind of you know backroom bar kind of you know doing shots and you know in Fantasyland kind of thing. So I think if I think if they did the liquor and you wanted to do stands do some of them like maybe where um where uh gaston's tavern is you know have that have the 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 fruits brew with maybe a little bit of alcohol in it or something along those lines so not not the in your face kind of bud light can kind of thing but more of the uh designer drinks you know more of the instagram worthy type of photos that would uh that would look you know kind of cool some of the dressed up cocktails to make it look a little bit more appropriate for being in a kid place it's funny that Mike brought up the the Dole Whip with the rum. That's actually Justin something I could get behind because that's something. It's I'm not drinking like you know a Long Island iced tea walking around the park, you know. But you're having like some sort of like dessert with like a liqueur on it, like that. I could get behind, even though if you wanted to do some like a pina colada, maybe something like that, something like fruity that's innocent that you'd have to drink a lot of them to get hammered. You know what I'm saying? But something that you could enjoy. So, but Mike bringing up that point about the like the Dole with with rum, I could definitely get behind that. That's interesting. Um... Because I, I don't know where I stand on this. I, 
I'm kind of with you. I don't, and you know me, I, I enjoy a Bud Light, but I'm kind of with you that in the Magic Kingdom, I don't really want to see cans of beer walking around. It kind of takes away from the, I don't know. I hold the Magic Kingdom in such this high regard where Innocence. I don't hold the other parks. It's this weird, I don't know, it's this <laughs> weird status that I put it's it your, It's your little child. It's the, it's the baby <laughs> in the group. It is. You know what I mean? Like Epcot's the one that disappoints me. You know, I, I love it. It's, really, it's my favorite child, but it's also the one that gets in the most trouble, you know, and I constantly it's have to drunk. bail it out of jail. Um, you know, and Animal Kingdom is the is the smart one. Animal Kingdom's the one that studies and kind of knows what it's doing and gives back, you know, constantly. Um, Hollywood Studios is the one that has its phone in its face constantly and only watches YouTube videos and dan- does TikTok dances. And Magic Kingdom's like my little youngest that I just, even though it's the oldest part, it's, it's the one that I love and I have to just baby and take care of and make sure no one picks on it. And, you know, so I, I really do, I don't know where I stand on that. But here's what I would like to see them do. And I think they've they've done this model before in Hollywood Studios. I would like to see in each land, and tell me how popular this would be, create a, a lounge, you know, create an Oga's Cantina, but for each land of the Magic Kingdom to where you have to have a reservation to go to it. There's a two-drink max. You have a 45-minute or an hour max that you're there. Um, and, you know, you put something in Frontierland. You put something in Tomorrowland. You put something, you know, in Fantasy. You, know, fa- you already kind of have Fantasyland, but put something there. Like, make it, like, like you said, go to Gaston's Tavern. Make it an actual bar, like, lounge you make a reservation for, and you go and make it themed and make it unique and unique drinks. I think that's the greatest way to handle the Magic Kingdom drink because now you don't even have people walking around, but you do have the opportunity midday if you've planned ahead to have a reservation at two two thirty to go in, have a couple of beverages, and then continue throughout your day. I got three words for you guys. What's that? Tom's Sawyer's Island. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> that would be wow. put it in the cave. Put it in the cave. Put Tom's a bar Island. in the cave. Twenty, where you 21 and over. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, they've already got the area for it out there. You can get snacks and drinks out there. You know, you just have to add it to the menu. So, but there are but there are some like I don't want to say dead spaces, but for an example, right, two to come off the top of my head, both have veranda in it. Adventureland veranda. Yep. And Tomorrowland. I'm sorry, in Tomorrowland Terrace, used very. You know, Tomorrowland Terrace obviously used for the the dessert parties for during fireworks. Uh, eventually, Veranda only used really during like peak seasons. Um, if not, it's usually closed. So those are like two spots that like could be used um, if you want to do contain it to a certain area uh, at opposite ends of the park. So I mean, it wouldn't be like would be too much of a crowding issue. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's there are some spots that if you want to contain it to a like have a lounge type area, maybe redone. Um, you know. That is a possibility. And the first thing that popped in my head was uh, Tiki Room. How, you know, I know that's like a Waltz original match and hanging out in the Tiki Room having cocktails. Actually, be a pretty fun. Uh, I don't know. The more we talk about this, man, I'm talking myself into this now. I don't know if I like. It. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, you be, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Think about it. Like they have a drive-through. They stop the boat. You get a drink. Pirates and rum. I mean, yeah, come on, some rum. You know, it's oh, great. This is trouble. You know? He's just every single attraction. He's got stops for this now. This, this is how Disney like makes these decisions. They like talk themselves into it. So <laughs> they surround themselves with yes men. That's all we're doing. Um, well, look, guys. I mean, it, yeah, we branched off a little bit. I want to talk about that news today, anyways, because that's very interesting for the Magic Kingdom. I was interested to get your all's opinion on it. But with Disney Plus Day, it's so good to always chat about all the additions that Disney Plus has. You know, all the things that we're able to as family sit down, spend time together. You know, maybe introduce our kids to new things that they've never seen before really does uh, make it a really fun adventure for them to watch things like, 
you know, um, you know, Adventures of, of Huck and Finn and, and, you know, Tom Sawyer and, and, and you know, um, there's so many great ones out there that I absolutely love and that I grew up with. So really, really good. I'm super excited for the future of Disney+. Plus. Super excited for Disney Plus Day today. Can't wait to sit down and watch Pinocchio. Can't wait to sit down and watch uh, Thor Love and Thunder again. First time for Katie. It's going to be so, so good. You know, we talked about some of the extra perks you're getting today for the people that are Disney Plus members. Extended park hours, some photo uh, pass opportunities to take in the park. So here's my challenge. If any of our Disney Plus subscribers and DDP family happen to be in the park, why don't you go in the park, take advantage of that photo pass experience, and post them on our Facebook page. You know why? Because we have an amazing Facebook page with some great photos. That brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Time for us to get our picks of the week. All right, fellas. Well, my favorite thing every week. And Dan, you know, we always give the guests the uh, the first crack at it. And since you're, you know, you, you're still a guest here, uh, why don't you give me your pick of the week? All right. Uh, well, my pick of the week is going to go out to Greg Woods. Uh, he posted uh, all his cool Halloween decorations that they've put out. Uh, all kinds of Disney and Mickey Halloween decorations. I love it. Uh, they're getting excited for their trip next month. So uh, I'm going to be looking forward to some more picks from Greg Woods. This is uh, definitely my pick of the week. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. Best time of year. Justin, what's your pick of the week? Oh, I'm going with my good buddy, the great Lori Templeton Euler. Uh, relaxing by the pool. She says, happy Labor Day weekend, my Disney family. She is having, we were just talking about beverages in the Magic Kingdom. I know Lori's vote on this. Let me go ahead and tell you. Um, and she is enjoying a nice beverage by the pool in a beautiful DDP today koozie. Uh, looking good. Awesome. Love it. And uh, I hope everyone had an amazing Labor Day weekend spending some time with the family. Very cool. Joe, it's been a while since we've, you had a pick of the week. So why don't you tell me your pick of the week? So it's post-Labor Day, right? So in the Disney universe, that means one thing. That means Halloween, right? <laughs> it lasts for a couple months in Disney World. So mine goes to the, the head of Justin's household, and that's Katie Souter. And uh, Katie and Riley did a uh, Stitch paint night, and uh, it's a picture of Stitch uh, sitting on top of a pumpkin. And uh, it's just awesome that we see our DDP family bring a little bit of Disney Disney outside of Disney World, and uh, we all know how much Riley loves Stitch. I just think it was really cool how they did such a great job with that. So uh, for that, Katie gets my pick of the week. Just and just to just to throw something on there, I like Riley's better than Katie's. Right? We have an <laughs> art wall for those of you. Uh, actually, all three of y'all have been to my house. Uh, my ceilings in the living room are like 18 feet, and so above that, there's like this little space, probably like a three-foot space, and it's pointless. There's no reason to ever use it other than to hang stuff. So we hang art up there, and uh, it's all stuff that Katie's done Oh, there's a couple paintings we bought, but other than that, stuff she's done and um, at these classes, and Riley's is better, so Riley's is going up there, and Katie's is going wherever. I don't care which. That's a good it. answer. Yeah, Mike, you gonna throw it in the free? You gonna throw it in, the, throw freezer it in the freezer? Or? The guinea pig, uh, Mike. Uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike <laughs> that guinea pig's still there. It'll be there till y'all come. Uh, Mike, what's your pick of the week, buddy? Uh, my pick of the week is to go to Christina McSheffrey and the McSheffrey family. They've been out and about in Disney enjoying all things Halloween. And my favorite picture that she posted, and it's an amazing picture. I'm sure you guys have seen it already. And it's a picture of the Founders statue with some really cool lights coming out of the Magic Kingdom. Uh, beautiful, beautiful lighting. I mean, great picture. I love it. I thought it was a professional picture. But nope, she did a great job on that. And that is my pick of the week. I absolutely love it. Um, DDP Today family, look, I, I, I've got to talk about something real quick. Um, last Thursday, I went live in our in our patron group, and on behalf of 
Mike and Joe and Dave and look, Dan's here two weeks in a row. Look, I've got to give so much credit to our running group. Um, the guys over there, Matt Zurich and Anker and John, they came up with this idea, something we've been wanting to do for a long time, to raise money to send a, a critical ill child to Disney at no cost to them. Work, they worked tirelessly for months on the details for this. And on Thursday, I was able to go live and and go to the patron group and, you know, roll this out and ask them to come together to raise money uh, for Give Kids the World. We have partnered with Give Kids the World. And I look, I'm going to be going live in the main DDP Today group, chatting with everybody there, really rolling this out there. But in seven days, right now it is Thursday, we are recording, so a little less than seven days, our original goal, guys, was $5,000. For $5,000, we can send one family to Disney. And our, our uh, fundraising efforts are built around the Run Disney Marathon Weekend in January. So we are going to run all the way through December 31st. In a little less than seven days, we've already raised $3,721 due to the generosity of our DDP Today family. It's absolutely incredible what people can do. Uh, with a kind heart and a giving spirit when they come together under a, a, a single goal as a family. Now, don't let that take away for the fact of what we're going to do. Because are we going to get 5000 Of course we are. We're going to hit it much earlier than we ever expected to, but we're going to keep going. We're going to try to send two, three families, four families to Disney. The more money we raise, 100% of this money goes to give kids the world to send these families of critically ill children to Disney at no cost to them. They will get seven days in the in the parks, having fun, away from all the stresses of life that they've had uh, over the past few years for what they've been going through. The parents will get away from the stress of being financially burdened with bills, uh, medical bills, medical costs for travel. And for those seven days, they can just concentrate on the children that they love so much and seeing the smiles on their faces. And for us as a Disney family to be able to have a small part in that means the world to all of us. It is the single most important thing we've done in this podcast over the last four and a half years. It is the single most important thing we will do, and we will strive to do this each and every year to send as many kids to Disney as possible. So I want to come on, and I just want to say on behalf of all the guys, thank you all so much for everything you've done so far, but we're not done. No matter what you can do, whether you can give $2, $10, $20, $100, whatever your heart tells you to give, do that. But here's the most important thing you can do. Share this. Share this with your friends, your family, your loved ones, your coworkers, everybody you know. Send this out there. Because the more people we reach, even with minimal donations, the more money we'll raise. And like I said, 100% of this money goes straight to Give Kids the World. There is no middleman. You will click a link. That link is right below uh, the description in the uh, on this episode. If you scroll down, click that link. It'll take you right to the page. It'll take you two minutes. It is a sim- super simple donation process. And uh, it really, really means the world to these kids to be able to have that time at Walt Disney World. So I want to say thank you for that. Um, so much we will continue to mention this throughout the next few months we will continue to raise as much money as possible the uh, runners over at the Disney Sorcerers running team are getting together they are creating their own goals for marathon weekend for how much they're going to raise we are going to crush 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 this and we're going to raise a ton of money for these kids and it's because of all of you and the family you've created over all these years and we appreciate you for that and allowing us to be a part of it and something so positive that we're all going to do together so i wanted to get that off my chest and uh, and have that moment with you because i want to thank you so much for everything you do please please 
help us be a part of creating these memories and this magic for these kids that can really need it. Uh, with that said, I love this episode. I love Disney+. Plus. I love being able to chat Disney+, Plus, especially on Disney+. Plus Day. I love all the additions that are coming today on Disney+. Plus Day. And I know what I'll be spending my evening is sitting down in front of the TV with Riley, having some time with my little one, uh, maybe watching something new, maybe re-watching Disney Love and Thunder uh, again. So I am very, very excited about that. With that said, patron, we are coming to you next. we got a fun topic. We want you to get to know us even a little bit better. We're going to be doing this or that. A uh, nice little fun new topic that the guys will be giving a this or that. They have to choose one or the other as we go through chatting about it a little bit. But before we do that, let's get into some closing words. Joe, it's been a while. Coming to you first. Yeah, man. It's glad to be back, man. It's been a couple of weeks. Life has been crazy, but I'm glad to be back on the show with you guys. Also be on the show with Dan as well. Uh, good times. Like you, Justin, I will probably be watching ESPN Plus tonight, but still part of Disney Plus, the bundle, right? My wife is a huge tennis fan. We've been watching a lot of U.S. Open, so we'll be tuned into that tonight as well. So uh, looking forward to that. Great show tonight. Looking forward to a Patreon. So stand by. You guys are up next. Mike? Yeah, uh, Dan, thank you for coming again another week. We love having you on here. Uh, I'm excited to see you in person in a few days because we're going to be, uh, you know, uh, bunking, actually. We're staring in the same room, so uh, you're going to get to know me even better in the next few more days. Um, I, it was great talking about Disney+. Plus. Uh, it's always great when you can just kind of kick back, lay on the couch, and watch some family stuff on Disney+. Plus. It makes for some great family memories. Uh, I had a great time talking about it tonight, and I'm really looking forward to some of the upcoming stuff. Dan? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to to all this new stuff on Disney Plus. Although I will admit tonight there is going to be no Disney Plus in my house. It is NFL football tonight, so I, I'm super excited about that. Uh, but you know, a- after last week, you know, I appreciate the invite. This was great. Uh, but after last week, I've imposed a a one drink maximum for uh, for Rand Dossie because <laughs> I think I had a little too much a uh, little too much fun last last week. I think I'm gonna blame COVID on this one because you know COVID you know brought the birth of like Zoom meetings with drinks with friends, and that's just kind of how I treated it. Is like, hey, I'm just hanging out with my Disney guys, and you know we're just talking Disney, and I you know was having a drink, and then I was having another drink, and before you know it. You know, it was it, Rand Dossie was in full effect, basically. It's like Frank the Tank. It's like, Jesus, Dan, just be quiet. So, but no, hey, I had a great time. Uh, thankfully, we're doing this show in the afternoon, and I'm not a raging alcoholic, so I'm just drinking <laughs> lemonade today. <laughs> but I uh, I had a great time, and uh, I look forward to uh, doing it again sometime. Don't you talk yourself. I love Rand Dossie, so just, just you, you be you, buddy. Um, well, I'll tell you what, DDP family, we love you so much. You're the best. Go out today. Make someone smile. Make someone's day. Uh, enjoy Disney Plus. Let us know what you're watching. I can't wait to hear what you're excited about. Get on that Facebook page, DDP Today, and uh, join if you have not done so and post what you'll be watching. I cannot wait to talk to the patron. I cannot wait to see a lot of you uh, in the coming days at Universal Unleashed Nights of Fear event. Lots of people coming down for that. Uh, I will say this. We will be taking next week off, guys, because all four of us on this show, all out of town. All four of us on the show are all at uh at universal uh for universal unleashed nights of fear and uh the great dave is out in portland uh hosting comic-con so he is out of town as well so we will be taking a week off but we will be coming back to you the week after that with some amazing disney content uh if you do want some content in between now and then make sure to check out universal unleashed the sister show to ddp today for all your universal content over there have an amazing week love you guys and until next time we will see you real soon Have a good night. See you guys. Have a good night. On behalf of the Disney dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day. Spread some Disney love. 
and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the wonder and that is a wrap. This has been YDF Media Productions.